This is BetQL Daily with the Joes, Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio. Uh, we're really focused on our Cubs-Phillies matchup tonight. I'm going to say Bryce Harper goes deep. Plus 290, plus 300, you can get it in that range against Arietta and the Cubs' bullpen, which might be Sogard again, because we might see another blowout in their 11th consecutive loss. Why not? Bryce Harper crushes one out toward right field. Winkler looking back, and it is gone! A three-run home run, and he is exploding with runners in scoring position tonight. From BetQL. We back. The home run run is back here on BetQL Daily here weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon on the BetQL Network. 9 a.m. to noon. You follow us on Twitter at BetQL Daily. A lot of fun planned. Uh, later on this hour, we'll check in with the Action Network's Michael Leboff. Game 5, Stanley Cup Final this evening. Semifinal game number 2 in the Euro. So he'll help get you prepared and figure out how to wager on both of those sporting events. Hour number 2 at 1040 Eastern, John Anik, voice of UFC. And at 11.20 Eastern, Yaron Weitzman, Fox Sports NBA writer to, of course, discuss game one of the NBA Finals. Paul Aspen, Jake Hassan, Jake Galley here on the show. You know, Joe G, part of uh, part of the thing, part of the issue with being on so early is uh, as we spent all of Tuesday getting back to work, back in the flow, game one, NBA Finals. All right, we're set. But uh, we had this little assumption that Giannis would not be playing. <laughs> Uh, not the case. As we got closer and closer to tip, it became more and more obvious that he was going to be on the court. Yeah, yeah he, he went, went from, from a doubtful to questionable with a few hours to go before the game. And I was like, oh, that's, that's interesting. interesting. And, and then, then you, you see, see the video, video of him out there working out before the game. And and when you saw that, I mean, you, you really you saw that he could play. Like, it wasn't like he was hobbled. It was weird. It was watching him move around the court. He looked all right. And then the game started. He's out there, which changes everything about the NBA Finals. I mean, the best player is is now on the Bucks. I mean, it, before the game started, you had to say the best player was on, before the series started, the best player was on the Suns. Game one, though, it still went to Phoenix. They outplayed them. Giannis had, I would say, for him, a minimal impact. He got in a little foul trouble, only shot the ball, what, the, the fourth most attempts on his own team. I mean, the other guys were, were more of the offense. But the fact that he's back, Joe, it changes the series. It changes everything about MVP market this series how far you think it goes it changes the NBA finals yeah I agree I think that's where we should start as strange as it sounds game one uh the winner was not the story even though you turn on the TV a lot of the reaction Chris Paul Chris Paul Chris Paul okay that's fine and and Aiton as well cool but even though they lost game one to have Giannis out there and you said he looked okay I, I think he looked better okay Better than okay if you take everything into account, uh, the injury and how we assumed he was looking. Well, great job by them. And we're also going to make the assumption, fair or not, that he's going to improve over the next couple of weeks. We expect this to be now a six or seven game series. We were saying Suns and six, but but weren't you going with Suns and six with the expectation that Giannis isn't going to play in at least the first two games? Yeah, I thought Phoenix would get the first two games in Phoenix, which they yeah. still could. They got game one, but get the first two games before Giannis stepped on the court in this series. And then all they'd have to do is win two more and boom, they have themselves a title. It changes things now. And you said he looked better than good. Like the, early in the game, he was going right to the basket. Like they backed off him like they always yeah. do because they want him to shoot, right? And he took it right to the basket. I'm like, 
he looks fine out there. They, it doesn't look like a guy that, and even he said about a week ago, week and a half ago, he thought he was going to be out for a year when he landed on that knee. I mean, he thought it was bad. And you watch him, he looked fine. He moved around. Foul trouble got him. He only shot 11 uh, field goal attempts. But, Joe, the thing that has got to be encouraging for the Bucks is, like you said, he's probably going to get better. He's going to feel more himself, get more into the rhythm of things. I mean, if, if it was going to take him a game to get back, they probably were going to lose game one anyway. The home team always wins game one in the NBA Finals. Wasn't all sunshine and rainbows for the Milwaukee Bucks, though, last night losing. Uh, Giannis, 20 and 17, give him credit. Middleton, he showed up. He did his part. Drew Holiday did not. <laughs> 10 points, 9 assists, missed 10 of his 14 shots, 0 for 4 from three-point land. What is it about Drew Holiday? He knows what he has to do. Um, it, it is, I don't want to overreact to one game and say it's a bad mix, but um, he just doesn't look like the same player. He, he is not as aggressive when Giannis is on the court. It's like, okay, I'm going to, he's the star. It's Giannis time. I'm going to kind of lay back here a little bit. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, Drew Holiday is a star player. They, they paid him like a star. They traded for him like he's a star. But let's be real. He, he's more of a role player than a star, right? This is what happens in the NBA playoffs. When you have a, a team of superstars, they all basically show up every game. When you have a team like the Bucks, one or two might not. And we've done this with Middleton a million times. And last night he showed up. Drew did not. So the, the Bucks had trouble with that. And then, goodness gracious, they could not stop DeAndre Ayton. DeAndre Ayton no. was everywhere. I mean, he to have that kind of game, when you rack up that many points and that many rebounds, I mean, he, he really impacted the game in a big way. Good for you, Lopez. 17 points. Bad for you, the defense. And that was the bigger story. It wasn't about Lopez adding 17. If I told you before the game, hey, he's going to score 17, you would think, okay, that pretends to something positive for the Bucs. No, it wasn't because his defense was terrible. Um, we were right on one thing. We just didn't know Giannis was going to play. We were right. Go unders on Bobby Portis. Five points, three rebounds for him. What I found interesting was the market reaction, Joe G, after we found out that Giannis was going to be out there. Um, how some of those player props came tumbling down. Bobby Portis, one of them, 15 and a half points when uh, we were doing the show yesterday morning. And then at game time, he went down from 15 and a half down to nine and a half. He went from nine and a half rebounds down to five and a half. Didn't matter what number you got. If you played Portis unders, you did well. Yeah, of course you did. Because Giannis taking the minutes, Giannis taking the points and the rebounds. Plus DeAndre Ayton on the other side, taking every rebound that goes up. Yeah. So yes, the Portis unders came in. And now you look at this series, and look, the Suns are going to be bigger favorites now than they were. They already have a game under their belt. Chris Paul, we know, is the overwhelming favorite to win the MVP. But Joe Giannis is back. And, and, and this series, <laughs> even though there's a game in hand for Phoenix, I don't feel as strongly about the Suns today, even after watching them win the game and now playing the Bucks with Giannis. I feel now this is more of a toss-up than it was you know, 24 hours ago. Taking a look at the updated numbers, and we'll go over all of them, new series price, new MVP prices for the finals. The most shocking adjusted price was uh, the exact outcome of the series. The favorite is Suns in five. I do not see this going five games. It's plus 325, and the second favorite is Suns in seven. That is much more likely in my world than Suns in five. I mean, if Giannis... Does I mean maybe we're making too big of an assumption that he's going to get healthier and he's going to look look better and better? Even though I was uh, I was kind of floored. I'm like, 
he suffered that injury really look at what we just saw he is he, a he freak. wasn't able he is He's a an freak. athletic freak he is a freak he wasn't even able to do um a, a lot of drills on two legs he was doing them on one leg according to the reports as and some, maybe they were playing that up a little bit i don't right. know as someone who's watched joel and beat over the years have a lot of injuries and he's a bigger guy right he, he's heavier but when he misses two weeks or even a week he comes back he's out of shape he's got to work his way back into shape for three four five games Giannis doesn't need to do that it's amazing true that's true that's a good point um and we we've got of course hit the uh, winning team side but what I thought was most notable when you look at the box score, I kind of didn't realize it was going at the time. Free throw line. Charity stripe was a big difference maker. Not only were the Suns getting many more attempts uh, from the line, I believe they took 10 more, but they made almost every one. They shot 96% from the line, 25 for 26 on the night. 16 free throw uh made free made free throw More. discrepancy yeah yeah, yeah that, that's i mean that's in a game that was won by 13 points you, you don't have to be a genius to realize that was a big point of the game and you mentioned a few minutes ago suns in five is the kind of the overwhelming betting favorite right now i'm with you i, I would not take that i mean th there's something about the bucks don't haven't we learned our lesson this postseason I think there's a feeling like all right when they lose a game when they struggle all right the same old bucks they're not going to win a title but this year's been different. You know, they, when they went down 0-2 to the to the Nets, everyone was riding the Bucks off. Everyone. And they came back and they won that series. The Harden injury played a major role, and so did Kyrie's. But they came back. So I, I think we have to trust them a little bit here. They can rebound when they have a, a tough game. They had a tough game here. But Giannis being back, he's the best player in this series. In the NBA Finals, typically, not always, but typically, you had the best player, you had a really good chance to make a series or win it. The number came down, reacting to the Giannis return, putting him in the starting lineup. The number came down to four and a half. Phoenix covered that. Uh, they covered the four and a half at home in game number one, and the total was closer. It did go over the number. I liked the under, but I liked the under with Giannis on the lineup. I just didn't have all the, all the correct information there. Uh, it goes over by three and a half points, over 219 in the hook. A little bit of a reaction for game number two. They bumped the total up a point. Yeah, you know what? I, I think maybe we, we may have learned here throughout this postseason in this year's NBA. Maybe you wait right until game time to get those props in. I'm telling you. I mean, there's so many guys that well, have been questionable. Well, well the, the Portis, Portis, like the Portis ones, for instance, I'm like, that was a big help getting them in. So with right. some it helps early, some it helps late. Yeah, I guess it depends on the player you're wondering about. If it helps you wait, if it doesn't help you get it in early. But so, you know, it's 1-0 now. The Suns win the game. And now Chris Paul... I mean, he's now the overwhelming favorite to win the MVP this series. And I, I feel like I get that one, Joe, more than I get the, the Suns overwhelming to win in five because the Suns do have a win under their belt. And Paul did play like the best player on the Suns last night. It wasn't a Booker game last night. That was a Chris Paul game. Okay, um, let me follow that up. Well, first off, the Chris Paul number, he's minus 140 at the spots that have reposted it. Minus 140. Does that make sense to you? So you went from plus 140 around there to, to minus 140? I think we saw plus 175 yeah. Uh, yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's got, he has to be in the minus now, right? He yeah. was the best player on the court in the first win, right? He's, he's three wins away from that. And I think the fact that it was him, not Booker last night, moves it towards him. I mean, Booker's... And Aiden was great, but Aiden he's not winning great. MVP. No, I saw you tweet this. It's basically, it's Giannis or Chris Paul. I mean, yeah. one of those two are going to win the MVP. And like for, for Chris Paul... He's got the narrative on his side anyway. It's it's Chris, Chris Paul's the difference maker. It's it, the point god. It's, it's his it's his year. It's, All he uh, has to do is play even with Booker if they win. 
if he's yep. better than Booker, it's 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 easy. That's it. That's it. We've been wondering uh, throughout, okay, which which Suns player. But as we've gotten closer and closer to the NBA Finals, as Phoenix was wrapping up, racking up playoff victories, it became more and more obvious. It's Chris Paul. It's Chris Paul. Even when it was sixteen to one or twenty to one, it's Chris Paul. Media narrative plays into this. You don't need to go go far down uh, to figure out the MVP. It's going to be if the Suns win. It's going to be Chris Paul. If the Bucks win and he plays uh, in all of those victories. It's going to be Giannis. What I did find noteworthy was yesterday there were some books that had Giannis at plus 650 to be the finals MVP. Those same books reopened that number with the Bucks down 01 at plus 500. So the number actually dipped after the loss. Yeah, which which is interesting. When that, I guess the idea is he's he's in now, right? Now he's we in know he's in. He's, he's in, in for the series. Yeah, yeah, and, w- and which means if the, if the Bucks can win game two, that number is going to lower a lot more so because you'd imagine Giannis is, is the reason they win that game if you think the Bucs can come back and win this series I would get Giannis right now don't wait till the Bucs get a game two don't wait till it shifts back to Milwaukee get it now because that mm-hmm. the number between Paul and Giannis will move way closer to each other if the Bucs do get a game two gut reaction don't you think they can steal game two yeah I mean I look too. the 16 um free throw shot discrepancy made free throws that probably will not be as big of as big of an issue and I would imagine Giannis does not have the fourth most field goal attempts on his own team in game two. I mean, he's going to be more of the bulk of the offense. I mean, the Suns had to get game one, even with Giannis coming back first game back. But I, I feel like Milwaukee's probably feeling like, all right, we could we could win this series, though. Well, listen, if you want to jump in and bet the Suns and you think, oh, man, they're up 1-0. They're going to win the series in a best of seven, no doubt. Don't you bet CP3 minus 140 100 times out of 100 over Suns minus 300 or Suns minus 350 in the series? Yeah, just take your Chris Paul money. Don't That's don't worry. It. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean and Chris Paul, I, I didn't think he had this in him. I mean the last two games he's played, I mean I was sitting here losing all his props for a couple games and now 32 <laughs> points. 32 points last night. The old man can, can still do it. I mean, it's if they win, it's over. Uh, how many times have you already seen in the last, I don't know, 10, 12 hours, Chris Paul with 73 points in the last two games, uh, matching the highest mark of his entire career, regular season and postseason. And he's the first player since Jordan in 91 to have 30 and eight in his finals debut. And he's 36 years old. Like the, Jordan was, you know, entering his prime there. He's the best player in the world. I mean, this is supposed to be the end of Chris Paul, and it doesn't look like it at all. Uh, a year ago, the Bucks' defense was their strength. They went through some changes in the offseason. We, we saw them work through it in the regular season, and they're still dealing with some of those issues. Is yeah. it, can the defense be good enough? For them to win this series, that's the bit. That's a big question moving forward for me. Yeah, I think it can. I, I I tend to believe that last night showed us this can be a long series more than it's going to be the Suns wrapping this up in four or five. But man, Chris Paul, the, the favorite to win MVP, and it makes sense. I mean, he was mm-hmm. the best player on the court in Game One. I I think it's comical that our biggest takeaway is Bucks, Bucks, Bucks. We're in for a long series. Uh, Suns in five as the favorite. That's uh, that's crazy to me. We could be proven wrong, but. I'm not buying into that one. It's Joe O and Joe G. This is BetQL Daily NBA Finals. Wasn't the only thing going on yesterday. How about Major League Baseball, Euros? A lot to discuss next. Keep it locked on the BetQL Network. All right, 
think oh I did it. God. Oh, you more than did it. That is amazing. Good heavens. Look at is that legal? Seriously. Someone find that inspiring, and as I walk off, I just feel defeated. This is BetQL Daily with the Joes, Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio. The favorites got home in the match on TNT on Tuesday. Joe O and Joe G with you. We'll check in with Michael Lebaugh from the Action Network on Euros in Game 5 of the Stanley Cup Final this evening in about 20 minutes. So uh, 9.40 Eastern time, Michael Lebaugh. We'll be back one of the friends of the show. You heard the highlight coming back there uh, from the match, uh, Joe G. I, I I like the idea. I like the star power. I checked it out for a few minutes, but I've got to be frank. It's not something that I, I've been excited about as a lot of people. It was brought up yesterday, um, early in the morning when we were talking about the show. Oh, yeah, it was kind of like a throw in. Oh, yeah, the matches today. I completely, I completely forgot about it. Well, think about last year when they did this, right? Nothing was, I mean, literally nothing was going on in the sports world. They had the entire canvas to themselves. We, we were dying for something to watch. Yesterday, you have a million yeah. baseball games on. You have the NBA Finals starting. We're all locked in all this stuff. And this was going on. I did check out a little bit. I was searching for highlights to, to see what I missed. And when I searched, the first thing I saw when I, when I tried to pull it up was Aaron Rodgers on the golf cart. And he's being asked about, is he going to play week one for the Packers? And he, and he basically evades the question. And he says, I don't know. We'll see. For like 30 seconds, they ask it five different ways. So even as I try to find out what happened when they're actually playing, yeah. it's more about Aaron Rodgers and what the heck's going on. Uh, maybe I'm a Debbie Downer, but I, I'm never the guy that wants to sign up to sit down and spend, a, for the most part, little free time. We're all busy. Little free time I do have and not watch professionals. Like I know they're better than average Joes like Rogers on the greens, pretty impressive yesterday, but I'm just not into that. When we have some of the golf tournaments on T that are televised, say on NBC early in the golf season, um, like when Bill Murray's out there, I'm just not, I'm not interested. Like, okay, yeah, he's funny. He's going to run around and everybody's going to yuck it up. Oh, it's great. I'm, I'm good. I'm pass. The funny part is, <laughs> the funny part is, this is the, I, I think it's the only way it could work even to a small degree. Could you imagine trying to watch golfers play football? <laughs> we yeah. wouldn't even turn it on. No, no. no. But this, you know, it, it's Rogers, it's Brady, and, and people get all into it. Um, I, I'm probably not going to watch that much of it moving forward unless mm -hmm. I, unless I'm seeing Aaron Rodgers tell me where he's going to play football in September. Then, then I will tune in. I will say, though, that the association, just screwed TNT with this one. So the plan all along, the rough draft, was July 8th, this coming Thursday, would be the start to the NBA Finals. We didn't get the Game 7 that many of us expected in the Eastern Conference Finals, so they bump it up a couple of days. Game 1 obviously happens last night. So this has been planned for a very long time. TNT's been promoting it on their NBA broadcast. They are a partner, and the NBA says... I don't care about the match. We're putting game one of the NBA finals uh, over on ESPN. And boy, what a downgrade that is. Like I, when they go to halftime and it's 15 minutes of commercials, I was like, where's Chuck? Where's Kenny? Where's Shaq? Well, I mean, think about the timing too. As soon as the conference finals end, the NBA doesn't need TNT again until next season. This mm -hmm. is all on ESPN, ABC production now for the NBA finals. So yeah, they use TNT. They promote this. Thing, and then as soon as they're done with them, we'll see you next year, guys. We're, 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 watch ESPN. Watch ABC. Yeah, yeah. 
I, I ended up watching a little bit, but that's something I'm interested in. But you're right. That that's that's a key point here. With everything going on, including some soccer, we had semifinal game number one on Tuesday. How long can Unai Simone hold his ground? Because you know Jorginho takes that little hop before he ultimately strikes the ball. This for the final. Oh! Cheeky! Impudent! Decisive! Forza Italia! Italy are in the Euro 2020 final! Italy advances at Wembley Stadium. It took PKs. Jimmy Patsos is correct once again. I don't know if he had it going down like that on PKs, but Italy advances, and now they're going to wait on their opponent for Sunday. Yeah, you can almost sense relief from Italy that they got through that thing and it took the penalty kicks. Yes, Jimmy Patsos, I mean, he, he's our he's our chief handicapper on everything. 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 My favorite part of when we have him on, he just he just throws him in there. Like this is like this is obvious, guys. Like, you know, you're yeah. not realize this. This is who's gonna win in this many games. This is what it is. Can't wait to see if he gets a lightning correct tonight. Oh, uh, he but, will. He will. But, not, 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 no doubt in my mind. Uh, this afternoon, it's England against Denmark. England, the favorite. And we'll preview that with uh, Michael Leboff coming up in about 15 minutes. So uh, it, it's Italy. And I know they were one of the favorites. Some people uh, have those Italy futures uh, locked in. So uh, we'll wait to see if it's going to be England or Denmark. Also, um, also in soccer, uh, the the Copa America final is set. It's going to be uh, Brazil and Lionel Messi. I'm not the biggest soccer dude, but I know a lot of people are excited about both. Yeah, and the best part about the soccer I find so far this summer is it's on during the day. Like, yes. you know, we our show is over, and I'm looking for afternoon baseball, which we have a lot of today, and we'll get to yes. that. Yes, but I'm do. also looking for something else to just have on. And, and the soccer's been on. The tennis has been on. The golf, when the tournaments are here during the end of the week, the weekend, that's on. So that, that's the best part. I'm like, oh, I can put the soccer match on. I'm in. Uh, Major League Baseball, you know, Billy Hamilton looked like he could uh, play some soccer last night. What an amazing grab by him. The rain is coming down at Target Field during the final inning of the game. They just got to just got to finish this one out to make it go final. And uh, boy, did he have an impressive grab. I have a Vlad Jr. home run if you want it. Oh, OK. Impressive as well. Well, I'm sorry. Maybe there was a change and I didn't see it. I, I thought we. uh we had the Billy Hamilton catch. You can play the Vlad Jr. I mean, that's uh, I'd say that's just as impressive as that Billy Hamilton catch. 1-0. And a swing and a fly ball to center and deep. Mullins to the wall. It's gone. A bomb to straightaway center field by Guerrero, number 28 on the season. And it is 7-3. Uh, Guerrero hit the homer there. And uh, but the the key to the day. I mean, we heard it at the start of the show, the Harper home run bombs away for the Phillies, man. I don't know if you had the same feeling, Joe, but you're, you're looking at it through from the uh, Phillies perspective, first inning bases loaded McCutcheon at the dish Arietta on the mound, like everybody in the ballpark, Everybody at home knew that McCutcheon was going to hit a grand slam, correct? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Okay. I mean, Jake Arietta, I said yesterday, might be the most hittable pitcher in baseball. I mean, that guy's just throwing slop up there, and the Phillies <laughs> tattooed him. I mean, I, th there are declines in sports, and then there's a Jake Arietta decline. I mean, he's gone for six years ago. He was the best pitcher in the world. 
And now he he's not even – you can't even put him on the mound anymore. He's that bad. So the Phillies and Cubs both hit yesterday. We had a good day last night. You hit the Bryce Harper home run. Yeah. The Nola prop we were both on. And Nola started off a little slow with his strikeouts, and then he just kind of ramped it up, and he got over the six and a half. So I did that, the seven and a half at, like, plus 140. That was great. Did he get – what did he finish with? Eight. Eight. So you got yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it took him a while. I think through the what the first two innings, he had one or zero. And I was like, what's going on here? Come on, Aaron. Let's let's get some strikeouts. He wasn't throwing the breaking ball early. It was more some fastballs. And they were making contact, but he got going. And boy, that Cubs team stinks. <laughs> they stink. It's so bad. It's amazing. They were uh, baseball's wild because you could be in first place for two months and stink. I mean, it happens a lot. And the Cubs, they're that they're that team this year. They stink. Well, you mentioned you can't throw Arietta on the mound. Oh, you can if you want to lose. We're up to 11 now. Up to 11. No hard decision coming up at the end of July. Sellers. <laughs> Leave no question marks. That's what's happening with the Cubs. Let's see how far this one can go. Wheeler on the bump today for the Phils. Yeah, interesting on that. I mean, Zach Wheeler has been one of the best pitchers in baseball. He might start the All-Star game next week if DeGrom doesn't go. Uh, and I think Kevin Gosman is slated to pitch Sunday for the Giants. So there's a good chance he pitches. But... I saw this um, per the BeckQL model. Phillies fifty three point two percent chance to win today. Doesn't what? it feel like that should be way higher? We well, yesterday it was close to a pick'em. Yeah, it's like really, how how can you possibly bet the Cubs right now, especially with Arietta on the mound? And I think he even exited earlier than we thought he would in the second inning. Oh, I know. <laughs> I mean, give him six or seven batters, let the runs fly in, and then boom, away you go. Uh, the DeGrom game postponed ESPN. Uh, they, they were not happy. You could tell every time I flipped over, they're like, oh, the rain's still coming down. <laughs> like they had they had the DeGrom game prime time all set, and uh, they had no baseball to share with the people. Uh, I, I guess it's a lead story in my world and nobody else, not even down in Atlanta. But the Braves, what a bunch of scumbags. I mean, I hate this team. I hate this team so much. And we've got the NBA Finals going on, like the whole Major League Baseball card, and I'm tracking this idiotic matchup between the Braves and the Pirates to see if they can do something. They do nothing, Joe G. They've scored two runs in two games against the pitiful Pittsburgh Pirates, man, is this team fraudulent now three games below 500. Listen, as I look at my notes when we go through the, the card today, am I thinking Braves against the Pirates today with Smiley? I am, but I know better. Uh, here's, here's the part that is amazing. The, the Braves have been doing this for years, I mean, weeks and weeks, months and months, right? They, they've teased everyone. You think they're going to figure it out. We keep talking about who's going to step up in the NL East to catch the Mets or at least challenge the Mets. And every time you want to think of the Braves, they say, no, we're not the team. Leave us alone. You look at the odds right now. They're still the, the best bet on the board to catch the Mets. The Mets right now, NL East, minus 230, which, all right, it makes sense. They've been leading this division for a while. Braves plus 500. Nats plus 650. And I guess these Phillies wins against the Cubs just don't count because the Phillies are still 9-1. to one. <laughs> They're not being taken seriously either with their bullpen. But the Braves are still 5-1. to one. Like They're still the second best bet in this division, even though – they can't get out of their own way. How do you not beat the Pirates? I, I'm looking at a site that has them seven to one to win the division. Seven, and I get it. Look how many games are off the calendar already. Mm. I understand this is not a small sample size anymore. What a what a mess they are. What a mess. Uh, we mentioned on the show it was Otani Day, and on Otani Day, the Angels were an underdog. Well, they took out the Red Sox yesterday. Otani with a big bounce back. 
Didn't have a lot of K, so uh, I don't know what number that uh, K prop closed at was not available on the sh- when we were doing the show seven yesterday. And seven, seven and a half. half. Oh God, not even close to seven and a half. Uh, he finished with four, but uh, two earned runs and seven innings of work. Big game for Fletcher, four for four with a pair of doubles. Yeah, it was. Um, and the Angels. It's, it's funny. The Angels. The American League. There's been a lot of talk about the Yankees. Of are they going to turn around? Right. The, there, that there's a wild card spot in the AL, and I feel like most of these teams are like, yeah, we don't want it. The Angels are over 500 now. The The Mariners are over 500. Like, there, there's a spot there, and I don't know who's going to get it. Toronto, maybe? They're saying Trout is starting to work out, right? Could the Angels finally make the playoffs? Is this the, is wow. this the year, finally? When people finally, when people are high on them before the season, then they bury them after a month, and then they, they slowly work their way back into the mix. So I'm looking at it right now. So Oakland is the second wild card. They have 38 losses. Okay. That puts five teams within four losses of that second wild card. Seattle who has a negative run differential. Toronto, I, I think that's a pretty good guess that Toronto could be that team. The Indians, who have a lot of injury issues. The Yankees, who can't get out of their own way. And the Angels, one of those teams, or Oakland, one of those teams can make the playoffs. Seattle, the Yankees, the Angels, it, 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 that's a pretty good race there. If you had to pick one, which one would you go with? I'd pick Toronto. Yeah, best run differential. I I think they'll be aggressive at the deadline. They are going to hit their way all summer. I would go with Toronto. Okay, that makes uh, that makes some sense to me. How about the White Sox? They beat the Twins four to one. Uh, Amazing catch by Billy Hamilton, and they win with three hits in the game. Three hits. Yeah, they're pitching. I mean, they keep losing position players. Now it's Grandal who's going to be out a while with the knee injury. He's he's an important part of that lineup and. They just keep winning. You know, I, I don't have any doubt they're going to win that division. The question with them, Joe, is going to be, can they get themselves healthy for the playoffs? Because they can have a totally different lineup come October 1st than they do now. I mean, it, you could have four or five different players in there, maybe six. Much, much better. I've noticed that the Astros are now the favorite in the American League to win the World Series. Would you make them the favorite? Because I would still keep the White Sox there as long as this pitching continues because that lineup is only going to get healthier as we get closer to the postseason. Yeah, I think the Astros deserve to be the favorite now. But if I can get a good value on the White Sox and then I get good news on those players on their and their rehab, that's a smart bet. Plus, Tony La Russa and Dusty Baker in the ALCS. Yeah, sign me up right now. Um, your guy, your guy, Matt Olson has entered the home run derby. So there are two open spots with Olsen. You've got Otani, Mancini, Salvi Perez, Story, the defending champ, Pete Alonso. Who else is going to be in there? I had, I, I know that's what everyone's talking about. Who's going to fill out the last two spots? I like the home run derby. I bet it every year. That's not an exciting list. And I don't think anyone excited is coming on it. I think it started okay. I'm like, all right, Otani, okay, Mancini. I love the story. You got to have the defending champ. The rest of it, like story, okay, they're in Colorado, blah. Perez, I've hit a lot of home run props with them, blah. Olsen, nobody cares about the A's. I know he's your guy, but nobody nobody else cares. Javi Baez, maybe? This one home runs now? Reese Hoskins. This list is this list is not a lot not a lot of fun to me. It's not it's not good enough. Too many guys yeah. opt out of this thing. Mediocre. I'll so bet on it. <laughs> of course we will. We'll break it down next week. Are you gonna bet on Olsen? Yes. Love Matt so? Olson. Yep. Uh that's Joe G. I'm Joe O. We're gonna tell you how to bet game five of the Stanley Cup finals and Euro semifinal game number two this afternoon. Michael Levoff from the Action Network. Keep it locked on the BetQL Network.